are here with Cecily Strong. Uh, you're from Chicago. I am, yes. Born and raised in Chicago. Born and raised. That's why I have this gorgeous accent uh-huh. and this gorgeous waistline. Oak Park. <laughs> yeah, Oak Park. And, and so are you also a Second City person? Yes, I did Second City. Um, I did IO Theater. But I also grew up, when I was a child, I was a child actress, this might shock you. Um, <laughs> 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 um, and I did a lot of theater. Uh, in very gay theaters in Chicago. What are gay theaters? Well, I guess most theaters are uh, gay. Are theaters. gay, yes. Um, yeah. The musical kind? The musical kind. Uh-huh. Um, we had, they did, I, there was this theater called the Bailiwick Theater that I did, that my first professional show. I think I got like $100 total. Ooh. Yes. I'm sorry to brag. Um, yeah. <laughs> very wealthy. Uh, and it was about like the first female. The legend of the first female pope. It was, it was very like cheeky and, but feministy. And then um, right after that show, the the next show would be loading in, and that show was cyber queer. <laughs> so I'd like come backstage as an eleven year old, and there'd be some big man in like little speedos, and go like, "Oh girl, would you mind just scooting over?" And I'd be like, sure. So. My goodness, because, you know, uh, Saturday Night Live has been around since 1975, and I think everybody knows that most of the talent is milled from the Second City comedy troupe. So going into Second City the first time, you thought, oh, my goodness, I'm getting into Second City. This is going to be my chance to get on Saturday Night Live. I think I would never have said that out loud because it feels insane. And also I was an I felt like I was a very serious actress for a long time mm-hmm. up until performing a scene in Angels uh from Angels in America when I was 18 because everybody You were did. the angel. Mm-hmm. I was the angel. Obviously. I was Harper. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I did that scene um where she goes, "Are you a faggot? Or you know, are you a homo?" Yeah. And she's burnt, and people were laughing and cl- and I was like, "Why are you laughing?" <laughs> oh my god, this is like you drama. Asshole. I am being for real. Yeah. And so that's when my teachers <laughs> yes. were sort of like, "You should do comedy." Yeah. You got brothers and sisters? I do. I have uh an older brother who is very very funny. Um, he's 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 in computers, but he's one of the funniest people sounds I know. Funny, <laughs> yeah. He sounds like a laugh riot. <laughs> he's he's really he's very special. He's got his own he's, website. He's got his own dirty <laughs> websites. Um, <laughs> I have a little stepsister. I have uh, a stepbrother. I have a nephew, and then I just have a giant chosen family. My wife Joel is here. Yes, yes, yes. Now, um, keep going back to Second City. Are there people who don't make it onto Saturday Night Live in Second City? Oh yes, yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. They're they're still there. Yes. <laughs> No, there. I mean, you know, there's it's there's only 15 of us or 16 or 18 or whatever it is at a time mm-hmm. on our show. So not many people. It's it's just there's not room. But yeah. I think there's lots of talented people that sort of go on to do. Sure. Whatever it is. Don't they go do. to Saturday Night Live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell me about the process of getting into Second City and then. How long do you stay in Second City until Lauren Michaels calls? Well, no, some people too long. Oh, really? You can see those people. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I was there for, I think about like four or five, four years. Maybe. How do you support yourself when you're in Second City? So I worked four jobs. I was. Um, I was. I started back at the billing department at Planned Parenthood. Oh, great. Um, I would do that a couple days a week. I babysat a little boy named Rory. I worked, I toured with Second City, and then I also worked at the box office at mm. IO. And, and sucking dick, I guess. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that, yeah that's right. how you make most <laughs> yeah. of the money. Well, not me. I'm not very good. <laughs> <laughs> and, to, and so what, what do you learn in a comedy troupe like that? What is it that you learn that you've taken with you to every job ever since? Um, well, what's great is you learn... Uh, there's I've had to work with really difficult people so you learn that which uh-huh. is an important lesson and learn what battles to fight and what to let go of um it's it's nice to work in an ensemble there's some of us on the show that are stand-ups and yeah. so you can tell like they don't give as, and take as well right um, and right. I think just doing improv versus improv and sketch versus stand-up is also it helps with just writing a scene right right because you can tell people who grow up as only children mm-hmm. as opposed to people who grow up 
with other brothers and sisters. That brothers and sisters teach teach you how to give and take. Yes. And how to Stand compromise. Stand-ups are insane. Yeah. They're soulless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because they're on their own. And, mm-hmm. and, and so a lot of, uh, so you work with a lot of difficult people. I not just all show people sort of temperamental and d- difficult, for lack of a better w- word. Well, I think part of the vetting process at SNL, too, is they, they just have you come hang out for a couple hours just to make sure you're not too insane. Before you sign the Bef- contract? Before they hire you. Oh. Yeah. There's no contract there even yet. They just have to see if you're n- too nuts or too yeah. obnoxious. If, yeah. Like, if you're a person that nobody wants to run into right. in the hallway at 3 in the morning, you're not yeah. going to get the job. Yeah. And how long were you at SNL? This is uh Are you still seventh, there? Still there. Still there. Seventh year. Seventh year. And how long do you film? Like throughout the year? I feel like you guys are always filming. Well, no. I mean we get we I think it's like twenty to twenty two shows. So we go the end of September to the end of May. And it'll be like three weeks on, two weeks off, three weeks on, mm-hmm. one week off. Oh, you know, it. it's mm-hmm. sort of like And that. you're on every show. Well, hope it's not always, but huh. not by choice. Yeah. Right, because you have to bring your own skits or your <laughs> yeah. own characters. Right. You bring your own skits. Yes. Well, I write. I write there. Um, I write with my friends James and Kent and James, who is the biggest. I mean, James is the reason I'm sitting here in every way. Who but is James? James. James who? Anderson um, is a writer on the show. He's been there forever, and he's yeah. he's such a drag. He's the biggest fan. So it's. I, I was most excited, even though I have the gag order. I did. I had to tell James. Oh, uh, he's a fan of our show. Yes, I'm oh, sorry. Wow. I didn't say that well. No, that, so, <laughs> oh, yes. And James is a writer. He's been there a writer for many years, and he's who ushered you into... Sort of. James gave me my love of wigs. James has a, a wig drawer in his office, and some days, like, you know, especially if it's been a hard day, yeah. you just have to put a wig on and dance. It yep. changes everything. It does. I, my house right now, I have a wig drawer in my yeah. house. I have, yeah. like, 25 wigs from Amazon. Yeah. Um, get the good stuff. Getting the good yes, stuff. Yeah, I'm the so ten dollars from China. They finally arrived. It's brilliant. I wish everyone knew that because you know, you know, there's this part of life that is really all about being an alchemist and being able to ch- make magic and change the situation at any time. And I think that's very important for not people, not just performers, but for everybody to understand how to make magic in your life at all times. And a wig changes that. Instantaneous. It's so true. I've had so many people over. We have so many parties. I love being like, you know what? I think this is, yes. I think she's yours. Yes. And there's always, you know, like a little pussy wig for this yes. boy. And it's just like the way people change. And oh, it's just, yeah. it's fun. It's just, it really does. It brightens. It brightens the it world. It really does. I, do, I have that same wig box uh, <laughs> at, at parts. We call it the party wig box at my house. But this next level of that is having a, a, a sh- old shoe heels. box. Yeah. Heels. Yeah. Tons of, tons of heels. A size for everybody and that's not just uh, uh practical information that is mystical information there is a size heel and a size wig for everybody yes. out there we, mm-hmm. we used to bring real used we so we did a radio show together in 96 and rue would bring in do you remember yeah you'd bring in the wigs bring in the shoes he'd lug them in because yeah. it changed we worked with this very straight yeah. co-worker and he couldn't get into the gayness that yes. we were yeah. yeah and rue made him put a wig on and heels and he was like he became her he became her yeah he became her her. Yeah. yeah. How easy is it for you to create characters? Because you're very good at you do Melania Trump, you do that that party girl who's mm-hmm. who's that drunken party girl who comes and recaps the party. Uh-huh. Uh so many great characters. I think um I think what I love about drag queens too, I think the women that I like to play are are women that feel like drag queens mm-hmm. to me anyways. And mm-hmm. there's you know, big performative things. I love playing people that are Super confident because mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. normally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm get, when you have a wig, Jerry, then yeah. you get more confident. Yeah. It's healthy. <laughs> yeah. and, and a gun really does. And a gun. Yeah, you want to have guns, and then you're then you're good. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I, I'm just drawn to those big. I love a big, broad, colorful. I mean, I I think I've worn fake boobs more than I have not on wow. that show. Nails. Tits, yeah. hair, yeah, those are my girls. And what has that taught you about yourself? What have you learned about yourself through these other characters? Well, you know, it's there's a lot of like women in comedy. We don't just watching like Yvette and I talking about trying to do the runway tonight. It's like we're humiliated. We don't know how to feel pretty. We even if you you are and you mm-hmm. know you're still like I don't know how to work my mm-hmm. body. So it's sort of 
I always say like I can do it all the sketch comedy version of it. Yeah. But it's like getting to play somebody. I I still feel like I'm a 14 year old. Sure who's awkward in my jinkos yeah. and doesn't know how to be a girl yeah. drinking 40s in the park. Oh, um, yes, yes. Yeah. Chicago style. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I've, I've said this many times. The therapist, my therapist, who I've had for 20 years, has told, told me years ago, years and years ago, she said, you know, the power that you have in drag, because I feel like a superhero. I feel like the... the, the uh, Clark Kent. Clark Kent to my Superman or vice versa, whatever. Uh, That same power, I have uh, access to it when I'm out of drag. And I'm like, oh, my God, it it had never occurred to me that I could at any moment go, ding, you know, here I am. And the same is with walking on the runway. You immediately just say, oh, I'm this character. I'm this now. And it takes over, you know. And I think just being around all the people that I'm friends with, I have so many, you know, gender fluid and getting to be around so much drag has really changed me and I kept saying just like in March I was like you know I'm really starting to like fall in love with who I am Yeah. because I would start saying things like well did you enjoy the way you felt in that uh-huh. jacket then uh-huh. keep that jacket yes oh, you know, and it's, you know yes. and it's like oh I'm becoming a person that I love yes. and it's from being around just this kind of energy and that kind of there's so much self-love and, and celebration. And permission to not have to land on one character at yeah. any given time. To be a shapeshifter and know that actually that's what we're all doing on this planet. We are expressing uh, the div- divinity in human form and we can change at any time we want. Abs- and I think, I think you spend long enough not loving yourself yeah. and and being hurt by people and wondering if you're the problem mm. that it's so nice to finally go like you know what wow no mm. actually I think I'm fabulous yeah that comes in time yeah it does. because it's that whole 20s teenagers 20s even the beginning of the 30s maybe yeah. until you go oh my god I am wasting so much time yeah. yes. with this angst I should have I've had created. that wig drawer yes. five years ago. Yes, yes. That's why, you know, all these pa- these parents today, you know, they put their kids in drag earlier and they make them, they allow them to just discover and paint, paint with all the colors mm-hmm. and tell, and they don't have to land on anything. You're not, you never have to land nope, on anything, no. actually. Nope. You could do it whenever yes. you want. Do you want kids? Um, I don't know. I think if I did, I was thinking about having a kid on my own at some point just being you know there's my life as as i'm discovering as I, i'm 34 now i'll be 35 in february perfect time mm-hmm. yes well i was sort of like you know what my life has never ever gone the way mm-hmm. that it's spelled out for you and it's and it's sort of i'm discovering all these great things so it's sort of like you know what if i i could have a kid on my own mm-hmm. why would i have to wait for a partner you don't first? Mm-hmm. right yeah so i think um it would be when do i want to stop traveling as much yeah. and partying would be and more like when do you want to invite head lice into your mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. and sickness and yes. sickness because oh, that's so what much sickness children bring all of yes. that i have a doctor for now yeah that's she's my she's my child <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and so uh yeah i've seen you in lots of movies and aren't you the spokesperson for a food product now <laughs> well i am in a triscuits commercial yes mm-hmm. are you did you sign a contract with them to do more commercials no i did not but um but it was okay yeah i got to buy a house thank you triscuit yeah, yeah. do you get yeah. a year supply of triscuit I delicious I, by the way i, I love do, i do actually love triscuit yeah, love there's them. actually so nothing I do have a year better supply. with port wine cheese mm. you know that port oh wine i do with triscuit oh, See, i do I a goat cheese and a garlic oh, and olive that. oil oh my it's, god that sounds it's delicious really now of course i'm not eating those foods right now so i can only dream about them well, it's uh, all gluten by the way it's all wheat yeah right. but it is so good you know, this is the thing about triscuits and this is not a plug they're not paying us here no no is that it's got the right amount of crunch with the right amount of savoriness so that when you put a sweet cheese with it or a goat cheese with it or a wine, it is perfection. It's everything you want in a snack. Oh, by the way, now it's in a million flavors. Is it? Oh, they have like sun-dried tomato, garlic and Do you know what flavor you were advertising? Um. I think just Triscuit. Regular plain. Yeah. Then there's reduced fat. That's what I always get Uh as if I'm doing 
any better. Yeah. Like, I'm still eating a box of Triscuits. No, yeah. I don't want to reduce fat when I want a regular Triscuit. The classic is just fine for me. It's just a mental mind fuck. Yes. That's yeah. all it is. As a woman in my 30s, I have a lot of reduced fat cheese yeah. and crackers <laughs> in my fridge. We know we're not doing anything. I know I'm doing great. But it lets yeah. the wine be more plentiful. Exactly. I got to tell you something, and this is my cue. It just, you know, life really does begin at 40. I got to tell you, I just had to say that. If a lot of people have any doubts about this, just trust me. Just trust Mama Ruth here. I can believe it. It does. I couldn't wait to turn 30. Yeah. I thought being in my 20s, nobody took me seriously. I've always felt like I was a 45-year-old woman or a 12-year-old boy (laughs) anyway. So it was like I couldn't wait to turn 30, and it's just sort of grown since then. So I believe it. It's fantastic. 40s are amazing. 40s are amazing. It's so fabulous. All right, listen, we've got Cecily Strong here. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back after this. So we live in LA, sometimes New York, sometimes London. But one thing that travels with us at all times is our stomach and our hunger. And as usual, your stomach and the rest of your life are constantly at war. You need to eat, but you can't stop what you're doing to deal with it. And the only fast things that deliver are not what you want. Introducing our BFF online, Postmates, the app that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurants. So imagine anything you want to eat delivered. You don't have to drive, you don't have to park or even talk on the phone to order. All you do is download the app and order 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. You can even see where your food is and track your driver. I love that. You forgot to get eggs, you forgot to get milk, you forgot to get gluten-free organic ice like me? No problem. You're craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for the perfect bottle of red wine or a summer beer? Order away. Postmates is your new long-term munchies booty call. Count me in. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Y'all, even my makeup artist will use Postmates to go get eyelash glue. I'm not kidding. You can do anything you want with Postmates. To start your free deliveries, download the app today and use the offer code RUE. That's RU for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. I am telling you, you will use nothing else ever again. Save the hassle, get the food you love fast at Postmates with the offer code RU. You all know how we feel about Squarespace. Squarespace makes making a website the easiest thing on the planet for years, as you know. We have been a victim of the webmasters that tell us what we can and cannot do. And let me tell you something. Ever since we've switched to Squarespace, life is so much easier. You can make a gorgeous website in minutes using their beautiful templates, their simplistic drag and death drop platform. I know it's really drag and drop, but you know we have to call it death drop. When you guys are ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code RU. That's squarespace.com offer code RU. Our friends at Squarespace, we love you. Cecily Strong is here. She's uh, one of the spokespeople for (laughs) Triscuit. Now, wasn't... um, wasn't little um, Sandy um, uh, Duncan? Duncan? Yes, Zap. Wait, yeah, what, was she? Wheat Thins. Peter Pan. Oh, it was Wheat Thins. Right. It was, it's the same I, company, though, so isn't it? That is so funny because I always bring that up and nobody ever nobody remembers. Knows. I, those commercials yes. stuck in my head because yeah. she would go, Zap. Yes. Remember? Oh, my God. And it made me want to have uh, uh, the Wheat Thins. Uh, now, are you... Were, Tell me about, you know, they didn't pay us for this, but I just no. want to talk about Wheat Thins for a minute. The commercial. The but commercial she did year Triscuits. In. She did Triscuits. Yeah. No, she, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Sandy Duncan is did Wheat, wheat Thins. thins. Your Triscuits. And are they both Nabisco? They're yes. both Nabisco. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're same, both yeah. delicious. They're the same family. Same yeah. family. So um, tell me this. Did they, t- did you go to a training course to learn how to eat <laughs> the Triscuits? Yeah, because there's a special way they want you to. Well, right. They, they did. Um, they dress them for you, and you do it. My there was a hand model as yeah. well, but oh, I did. You have, had a hand double, yes. That was supposed to be your hand. Do you know that on Murder She Sat Down and she wrote <laughs> in the opening <laughs> sequence when she's typing at the typewriter? Those are not her hands. No, they used what? pretty hand. They people. used pretty hand. People. What? Yes, I, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. They've gone too far this oh time. My God. <laughs> Oh my They've God. gone too far this time. It's the first sign of the apocalypse. Okay, a Triscuit we could take. Because I used to, I would tell people that's when actresses work. Yes. yes. But now. Yes, no, no. So they used a hand. So, and they, you know, I did a Jack in the Box commercial about 
20 years ago. <laughs> you did? Yes, I did. What'd you do? I think, well, I, I was... You <laughs> did know, you eat a curly fry? I, they, I didn't actually eat it. Mm. I just had to hold it in my hand. But I got to oh, tell the you, burger. they spend more time decorating that hamburger mm-hmm. than they did on my own makeup. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you're saying... I did a McDonald's commercial that did not air when I was 10. When you were that 10 was, years old? Yeah, for soft serve So when that cream. happens, do you uh. still get paid? Even though it didn't air? Yes, you don't get the you residuals. You don't get the residuals. Right, yeah. right. But you get to tell people. Yes, you get to tell and all people the people. people are so impressed. That you did a McDonald's commercial. Yeah. <laughs> now, they had a hand model for you, and there were no... Yeah, I was not going to say anything lewd because we're talking about people who are paying the mortgage on your house. Um, so tell me about that. They had a hand model, and they spent a lot of time on that. Just They told you how to hold... No, you didn't have to hold it, But I did have to. I did have to bite into it. You had to bite it. And I'm not a... I didn't spit. You You, didn't spit. So you were swallowing it. Yes. What was on it? What was on it? I was told that you're supposed to... If you're doing commercial like that, you don't eat it because you're going to do lots of takes. And you don't want to get sick. Well... There, it was just like a little bite of a Trisket, and it had pomegranate seeds uh, and ooh. some kind of cheese. I don't oh, know. It was a sweet But it was good. good. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember your dialogue? Um, it was, uh, it's me reading poorly, trying to understand um, the mixture of whatever they put on the Trisket. Uh-huh. And it's not I, even it's worth it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a lot of commercials, haven't you? No, I, I haven't. I'm always I'm oh, willing nice to do more. No, actually, no. I, <laughs> I did Old Navy, which was very fun. Uh-huh. Okay, that's Mail, t- who is here. Two. Yes. Uh, so that's two. And Triscuits. Yeah. And then um, just a lot of corporate gigs that aren't filmed. Yeah. But are just as fabulous. Yeah. yeah. And they're done in hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I borrowed Monet's boots. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right. So, what do you? How do you see your career going from here? Now, you're on Saturday Night Live. You've done a lot of movies, which is really lovely. I haven't even done a lot of movies. Oh, I, I I'm wrong on every gun. What, no, I, but I appreciate aren't you it. In train wreck? Everything you've been wrong about has been a compliment to me. You're so in Trainwreck? No. No. Um, you play a boss. Who's boss? Is it in the? Inter- oh, the boss. Oh, in the boss. Yes. You're in the oh boss. Oh my God, which I love so love much. Love so much. Was, I mean, that was so much fun. Uh, the stupid turtlenecks. Can we, can we just. <laughs> please, Michelle is obsessed with it. First just of all, let her get it out. I love system. that movie. Yeah. But you literally spend the first. 45 minutes of the movie trying to figure out how that stayed up. How that was thing, it double stick? Was it? I know that Melissa would appreciate that so uh-huh. much yeah. that uh-huh. you care about I that. I care too, so you know much. She does. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. She has that turtleneck on, and, and it's never described why, no. other <laughs> than the fact that she, she's hiding her neck or something. I don't, I think she chose it for the character. The character yeah. maybe yeah. wanted mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. She was that anal that she had it up to her chin. I wasn't bothered as much by that. No, I loved it. It wasn't a bother. <laughs> a I, good bother. Yes. My Hot problem bother. with the Boss movie is that they didn't use the Dinah Ross classic song for the, the end titles. Yeah. Mm. The, you know that song? You're too young to know. That's a Love Taught Me. Who was the boss? Ashford and Simpson. I, Dinah Ross. Love big hit. Okay. Who was the boss? Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, great. I don't know any new music. Yeah, no, okay. That's okay. But that was my problem. So you did the movie The Boss. You haven't done that many? I feel like I've seen you in tons of movies. No, I've done, I did that. I did, um, I had a little part in Ghostbusters, and then I did this movie with um, Susan Sarandon uh, called The Meddler, and then I did um, Whitney's movie The Female Brain, and that was it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I haven't been in, I haven't been sent a lot of, Whitney Houston. Whitney Cummings. No, Whitney Cummings. Whitney Houston's recent movie. They found the script. Thank God. Did you play Whitney? I produced it. Because that's the ticket, really, is producing your own stuff. Now, you're living, you're bi curious now because you're living out here in Los Angeles and in New York. Yeah. And did you move to LA also so that you can do more movies and things? Well, no, I actually, I like. No, you don't want to do movies. No, yeah. I do. I yeah. mean, I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to do good movies. Uh-huh. I want to. I want to write them for yeah. myself and make them with people I really enjoy yeah. and make sure they're they're not stupid female roles. Sure. And stupid, you know, all these things that I publicly say I support. I want to yeah. make sure I'm. <laughs> Doing the opposite. Yeah, doing exactly. the opposite. No, in yeah. commercials, that's fine, but yeah. not in a movie. <laughs> right. Um, right. But I loved. I for the. I just wanted to own something again, like mm. being thirty-four and not married and not with being like I want to do one. Yes. What's my first big move? Yeah. 
that commitment to me was like, I want to buy a home yeah. somewhere. And in New York, it would have been with the money I have, like a shoebox yeah. in, in, in the Bronx. Bushwick. In the Bronx. Right. Yeah. With like a cracked floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I can get like a little house out here yeah. for that same amount. So, you know what's interesting is um, uh, there have been a lot of female cast members of SNL who have gone on to huge success, some bigger success than others. So it'd be interesting for someone to write a book, a handbook for. Uh, okay, ladies, you're you, you're on SNL. Here's what to expect. Like what to expect when you're expecting. What to expect <laughs> after. And you know there have been some uh, really brilliant moves by you know Tina Fey yeah. and and Amy Poehler in terms of how to conquer this business. I wonder if there's there should be an SNL female convention <laughs> where you talk about career moves, what to do next, how to how to get in with Lauren Michaels, you know, what, have other female cast members come to you and said, okay, this is what you should do next. This is how you should handle your career. You know, I have not. You're kind of thrown in, but I like taking on a big sister role to uh, like Melissa mm-hmm. and Heidi and newer people. You know, it feels, because knowing how awful it can feel sometimes mm-hmm. and how crazy that place can be, no, if I can go you're such a sweet person if I can make this a little bit easier for you Mm -hmm. that's very helpful Mm -hmm. yeah I think so and I think I think there have always been people like that in the cast uh throughout the years that Mm -hmm. I think Amy was I didn't get to be on the cast there I'm obsessed with I think she's one of the most brilliant wonderful people on earth too Mm -hmm. but I think she was very much that way I sat next to Bill Hader at the Mm -hmm. table Seth was very much that way so it's Mm -hmm. sort of there's always that's past that's passed down. Yeah. Because we know that room of producers is going to be crazy to us. We know the audience is going to be crazy to us. We know they're going to be crazy to us online. It's mm-hmm. a lot to be thrown into. Yeah. So it's nice, I think, to have somebody go, like, it's, this is your first time going on an online scandal. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's brilliant. Now, we're, we, we've got to uh, go back to work, but I have one. I just got a psychic vision of what your big movie is. Rue's good at this. I'm good at okay, this. Okay. I believe it. What you got to do, this is it. It is the 20th anniversary of a girl group. You were in a girl group when you were, um, uh, say, 15, and you and two other girls who hate each other have to get together for this, like, American Idol or some super show to put together this girl, and you hate each other, and it's you and two other girls. I have written that script. You're kidding. We we wrote it last summer. I wrote it with James and Ken. We were the forget-me-nots. Wow. And our lead singer, it started, the, the girl who went on to become a star dies at yes. the beginning of the movie. Yes, I love it. And I love it. And then the three get back together. I love it. That's that is it. so amazing. No, we it's just, my psychic power. Like, yes. It's my psychic power. I was getting that as you were talking. It Make that movie. Yeah. It's That's your ticket right there. You want a house in Beverly Hills? You want a Lamborghini? <laughs> you want a Maserati? You want a Maserati? You want a Lamborghini? I want a driver. Uh, you oh, want a driver? Yeah. yeah. Well, then you got it. You make yeah. that movie, you got it. Okay. Cecily Strong is here. We love you so much. We've got to go back to work now. Thank you for taking the time from your lunch break to uh, come and talk to us. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to cry. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. All right, so we're going to go to break. We'll be right back after this. You kids all know how we feel about Blue Apron. Blue Apron has saved me from eternal damnation from my children because I can't cook. But I actually can cook, but Blue Apron makes it a lot easier because I don't have to figure anything out. I just look at a recipe card. I follow the directions. I use everything that they send, add my own cooking oils, and I am the best chef on the planet to my children. If you're looking to switch up your cooking routine, you can start this year off fresh with the help from our friends at Blue Apron, your secret to easy meal planning. Choose from a variety of plans, including their kid-approved family plan, which is one we use. There's a vegetarian plan or brand new Weight Watchers freestyle plan. Learn how to poach, saute, and chop like a pro, all from the comfort of your own kitchen. Create healthy habits this year. You guys, you know, everybody has their, their resolutions and it's always eating healthier, go to the gym, lose weight. You can do this all by learning to cook at home. Blue Apron offers a variety of meals, including those kid-approved family plans like I talk about and their brand new Weight Watchers freestyle plan. And anybody that's doing Weight Watchers knows what the freestyle plan and freestyle eating is all about. It's changed my life. I've been using, how many years now have I been using Blue Apron? Like two, two, three years? They are unbelievable. They take the chore out of meal prep. They 
give me a better way to cook. And my kids choose the menus online with their app. They just go and see what's coming up and they choose what they want to eat. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off at blueapron.com slash rue. That's blueapron.com slash ru or download the app. It's really unbelievable. Okay, Blue Apron, a better way to names. cook. If I, and I always screw it up. Michelle. Yvette. Nicole Simpson. No, just kidding. <laughs> See, no. Yeah, Yvette Nicole Brown. Yvette Nicole Brown. Yvette Nicole Brown. Now, yes. we have seen you for a long time on television, yes. in commercials. Yes, in everything. That was your really your big entree into this business was commercials, Yeah, I actually it? did 45 national commercials. My Isn't it crazy? Stop Goodness. it. Yeah, and I, when I moved to L.A., I wanted to do one. So when I did you know, did my one, I'm like, I did it. I've made it. Yeah. And so to get to do so many was a blessing. Yeah. Now, and, and so, not to get too personal, but... Which of those commercials uh, allowed you uh, Kept you solvency? <laughs> oh, where to make the most of, money? Yes. <laughs> Trying um, to be polite. You know, about it's it. probably the first one I did, the Big Lots commercial. It was one of the first ones I did. Yes. Because that sucker aired over and it over. Did. And then they brought me back to do another one yeah. after that. And so I kind of was like the Big Lots girl for a minute. So yes. that one paid, you know, I paid a couple of months of rent. Yes. All right, then. A few with that. Yeah, it was lovely. And so do people in commercials like, you know, like the pine, pine saw lady, and then yeah. there's the um, uh, progressive, progressive, lady. progressive Ooh, she's lady. buying houses. She's do you guys have conventions where you go, Oh, girl, <laughs> let's get together? You know what? I wish I know both of them. I know Diane Amos, the uh, the pine saw lady, a little more because we would bump into each other at auditions. Uh-huh. We support each other and we yeah. root for each other. Um, once you get to the progressive ladies level, uh-huh. nobody sees her because yeah. she's filming a commercial probably every day yeah. and going home <laughs> and burning money, yes, warming herself by her millions, her millions. <laughs> She's so paid. She's so paid. Oh, my. Because she can't do anything else. She can't do anything else. So they pay you to not do anything else. And then you still get residuals for all the times the commercial airs. So she's so paid. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's rich. It's amazing. And had you studied in Cleveland before you came Mm -hmm. out here to Los Angeles? No, I haven't ever studied acting. I started out as a singer. And I didn't really study singing either. I just kind of fell into it. Like, everything is like whatever I naturally know how to do. Mm -hmm. I always joke when I reach the end of my toolbox, I am screwed. Yeah. Because it's like I know what I can do but then after that i don't have anything to fall back on where do you think that self-knowledge comes from because you know i we're on drag race yeah. right now and we try to tell the girls you know you do yourself do yourself right. apply what you know yeah. to every challenge that we give you yes where do you think that knowledge came from for you i think uh growing up in a, a single parent home with my mom my brother and i would always perform for her to mm-hmm. make you know she come home from work and we just like watch me dance mama. Yeah. so i think just learning from a young age how to make my mom smile yeah. led to understanding that there was something in me that could make people happy if I did something right, um, which is good and bad because then you become a people pleaser and that's a whole nother story. Oh, yeah, that's a whole nother but, story um, for the therapist. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of feel like <laughs> at some point you got to decide that what you have to give is enough. And that doesn't matter. It's not even just entertainment. You could be working at Xerox. At some point it's like, well, I'm going to Xerox as many as I can today and that's going to have to yeah, be enough. Yeah. And once you understand that you've reached, you, you're doing your best and you're giving what you can give, if they don't like it, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. If I can continue forward, God bless. So it's yeah. kind of been that way with my career. I go where they allow me to go. Yeah. And look, I'm here with you guys. Yes, oh. you are. All right. Now, amazing. earlier you mentioned that you grew up in a church. I did. Now, and and how? In just, a church, not a house? Not in a house, in an actual <laughs> church. I slept on the pew. Wow. I slept in the pew. I ate, I ate uh, communion wafers for unbelievable. breakfast. Unbelievable. <laughs> and how, what is your spiritual practice today? You know, I'm not as much in the church as I used to be. And I feel like, you know, Christianity is getting a bad rap because yeah. a lot of people claim Christ and they don't have no love mm-hmm. and I the way I was raised about Christ Christ was love mm-hmm. so if you are following him then they should know you by your love mm-hmm. so if you're walking around pointing fingers and telling people it mm, yeah. you know and I remember how Jesus was with lepers yeah he was hanging with people that other people were like why are you with that person yeah. so I'm following him and prostitutes Hi, yeah. Mary Magdalene yeah. so I'm trying to do what he did and the thing is we're supposed to move through life and people are supposed to feel comfort by us yes. and peace with us so when I see people claiming Christ in politics political realm right. or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm like, well, that ain't the Jesus I know. So uh-huh. that's kind of where my spirituality is now. I'm trying to be love yeah. where I go. Now, when you came to Los Angeles, yes. this is a tough town and it everybody is. knows that. But, you know, and I think pe- most people understand that, but they really don't understand how Ooh. tough it is. Especially because when you're here. There's yeah. so yeah. much rejection. There's so many mm-hmm. auditions. So many people don't see you as 
something that right. is Human. viable. Yeah. Right. That's true. Now, how have you been able to sustain yourself spiritually, uh, having come from Cleveland? Yes. Did you come directly from Cleveland to yes, LA? Yes, right. Well, University of Akron. I graduated from school and then came right after school. So from Akron straight to LA. Yeah. yeah. And how have you been able to cre- create a balance for yourself in a in a very unbalanced place? Well, I still have most of my friends from, from elementary school, high school, whatever. They're all Aww. back in Ohio. One of my best friends moved out here a year after me, so I have her. Mm-hmm. And anytime I feel like this town is kind of getting to me, I go back to Ohio. Mm. I'll go and stay with like my a recharge. Yeah, I'll sit out on her lanai and we'll watch the rain come down and I'll talk to her and uh, Aunt Mickey. And she kind of gets me back and mm. seeing, and I drive by every house I ever lived in. I mm. drive by every school I ever went to. Um, I go to my favorite drugstore just so I can remember that mm. I'm not L.A. Yeah. I'm Cleveland. Yeah. And so I try to bring Cleveland everywhere I go and I never want to forget because I, we're all just kids that had dreams, right? Yeah. And I think you mess up when you start to think you're highfalutin yes. or you're special. Right? Yes. Either we're all special or none of us are. That's right. Right? Yeah. So I'm no better than anybody else just because I'm on TV or happen to do a commercial or two. So I try to remember that girl and mm-hmm. that kid that had those dreams. And I'm like, had a girl, you know, yeah. good for you. But don't get too big for your britches. Yeah. So that's how I stay. And and that's also in line with the humility that comes from God. Like, we're not supposed to be walking around like we're great. That's mm-hmm. just, and you can be, you can know that you're wonderful. It just doesn't make you more wonderful than anyone right. else. Well, right. That's what, what the society is. is based that's on. Right. Now, honey. Yeah. It's how much you got and yeah. how much you're going to flaunt. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I, and it's, not, it's not about having low self-esteem or walking through life as if you don't matter. I just feel like if I matter, everybody matters. That's right. right. No, you're absolutely that's right. That's the way There's I think about it. The, the, yeah. the thing is, the ego will take on that, oh, I'm special. Right. Right. And it will, it, you know, it, it expands. It's that balance. It's yes. like, you know, I ask all of our guests about a spiritual practice and how they keep that balance, yeah. which I think is important. I think our audience wants to know that. Now, our audience, of course, knows you from the sitcom Community. Community, yes. yes. Now, how many years did you do that? We Well, Community went itself for six seasons. I did five of them. Five of them. Yeah. You came on a year after? No, I started at the beginning, uh-huh. but um, I take care of my dad. He has dementia. And Aww. the show had gotten canceled on, um, well... Bring in the band. Yes, um, thunderstorms. Like, <laughs> yeah, the show had gotten canceled on NBC, and so I'd finished my my contract, and I went and got my dad in Ohio and brought him to live with me, mm-hmm. and oh. then it got picked up again on Yahoo. And I was like, I, I, I got my dad now. Like, I yeah. can't do 16-hour days. So I asked them if they would please remove me, release me from my contract so I could just be there for my dad. And right. they were kind enough to do that. So I didn't do the last season. But this is how good God is. Maybe three months after Sony released me, I got asked to do The Odd Couple on CBS. So yeah. I ended up with a multicam sitcom, which was like a 20-hour week instead of an 80-hour yes. week. And it just worked out. So it's it's. I'm sad that I'm not in the last season. But, you know, it was a choice for family. So you kind of got to go. made the right decision. You know, it's interesting. You said something earlier about your mom coming home and you guys, uh, your brother and you, entertaining yeah. her to sort of make her happy, to lighten, yeah, her you load. know, her load exactly. And you know, there's. It, it reminds me of when I was a kid and I would do that for my mother. Yeah. And every time I go on stage, if I I used to get nervous. Yeah. But when I realized that if I pretended as if I was going to be performing for my mother, it's okay. Then it'd be okay. Right. Because everything I would do, she would love it. Right. And it would be uh, okay. So, right. And also, it's you have a purpose. Like, it's not. I always think of performing as an offering. Yes. Right? Yes. And I think some people do it to take and get what they can get. But then if you think of it as I'm giving something to yes. someone, yes. then that kind of takes the nerves away. That's it takes right. everything away because you're here to. Give somebody, give That's somebody right. something, right? So That's it makes right. it better. Yeah. You know, I uh, uh, I don't know if I should say this. I'm going to see if, see if I can say go. It. No. I uh, sometimes will speak mm-hmm. uh, at a program that yes. I am involved with. Yes. And uh, one of my friends in yeah. that program would tell me, um, uh, you know, if you hand it over, if you ask God yeah. to uh, just if you to be an instrument of yeah. God, yes. then you can't. There's nothing wrong you can say. There's not. There's nothing wrong because you it's say. not you. It's, it's coming not you. through you. You asked it to come through, that's you, and right. that's it. And you know, a lot of people suffer from nerves either on at auditions yeah. or whatever. And that's a good thing to remember. Yeah. I always think, oh, um, I'm, I'm, uh, this is Mama's house, right? This is God's I'm house, here and I'm gonna say these things that He wants me to say, or I'm, I'm gonna give my offering, and yeah. Then, it's the, let the chips fall where they may. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Now, um, we've watched you on television for years. And in recent years, you have 
lost a lot yes. of weight. Yes. Now, how? What did you do? How I did you do it? Got diabetes. Oh, that's the first thing I got type the di- two. Type two, the one that you do to yourself. I'm no judgment, but I did it to myself. Um, when I was on Community, we had <laughs> we had a lot of downtime in between where they're yeah. setting up lights, and so people like Donald Glover would go and write a show called Atlanta, or mm-hmm. he would write a song as Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. I would go eat three donuts. Uh oh. So as <laughs> hey, hey, oh, no, yeah. come on hips, come on belly. <laughs> Rock, so I lived, yes. So I got the diagnosis and got scared straight oh because dear. it's something I did to myself. And yeah. I was, and this is what I tell people when they say, "Well, how'd you do? What'd you do?" It's like we know what we're supposed to do. Yes, you girl. just eat less and move yeah. your body, sure. which I need to get back to because I've started to kind of inch back up because mm. I'm enjoying we'll it. Always know? be mm. the bane of our existence. Yeah, and on. we were just talking about yeah. that because we're both women that are not a size right. two, four, or right. six. Right. And we were talking about being in this positive body body positivity thing where. Yeah. Especially women of a certain age, yeah. you know, it, it, there's so many more things in life that matter. And why is there a taboo right. of being a 10, 12, or 14? What's wrong with it? What mm-hmm. is that's what the average yeah. American woman, woman is a size is. 12. Right. Mm-hmm. Why is it disgusting? Right. When a woman is, why is she not sexy? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's taking the stigma off and allowing yourself to be beautiful right. and healthy. And yeah. healthy. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the key. Because as I was, you know, I got bigger than I ever thought I would be on the last it, detail end of community, but I never was worried about how I looked. For, per se, because I knew I was a kind person, I was mm-hmm. a good person. But when it became an issue of health, right. yeah. I'm like, so even when I started to lose weight and girl, tell me more. And it's like, I didn't do it for vanity. Like I didn't yeah. do it because mm-hmm. I was in Hollywood and it finally had gotten to me mm-hmm. and I've got to be. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't that. It was like, I like to keep my feet. Like, yeah. I really would like to leave here yeah. with my feet. Sure. So I probably should stop eating this sugar Don't and get on a right. treadmill. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like just little small it's things. Not and what, so what difficult. are you eating? Are you? What did you have for breakfast this morning? This morning I had what you guys had out, which was uh, bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some eggs. And you guys had a really nice quinoa uh, yeah. oatmeal yes. that, I, that I enjoyed. Yeah. But I'm learning everything in moderation. Like yeah. instead Instead of it being, you know, a heaping helping of, mm-hmm. you know, 12 pieces of bacon. I never little eat that many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like two pieces of bacon or a, one piece of bacon and a little egg, you know, mm-hmm. and, you, and you do it that way. And you yeah. fill up. You know what we don't give ourselves time to? As what? Americans, we inhale our food. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. If you eat and you really take time to eat that little bit, you wait 10 minutes, yep. 15 You're actually full. You're full yes. instead of stuff. That's true. Instead of stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've been doing this uh, food program that gets sent to the house. Actually, it comes here to yeah. the studio. And it's all prepared yeah. and I like it and I I'm not a I don't eat a lot yeah. but having it there yeah. Three times you've a day. you never struggled with your weight, right? You I, I have. I have. Different, really? different yeah. than, than short you yeah, and I. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're really But she peewees. struggles, whereas maybe things won't fit her the same way. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So, but I have, to, I have to watch it. Especially yeah. at this age, you know. Yeah. It's, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't uh, move off the way as it did. As it yeah. I found that true, yeah. to be true. But also the exercise. Are you walking or what are you doing? I am. I have a treadmill in my um in my garage. So if it's too hot, I'll get out and I'll walk. And I'm also taking care of my brother his dog right now and I'm, I'm trying to aren't you just the caregiver trying to keep her I hope he doesn't realize I still have her yeah. I've had her for three months it was three months like yesterday so I will take her out and walk around the neighborhood but yeah it's been a real blessing so. yeah. and I do want to add to that treadmill yeah. thing for a lot of people like we can't afford to have our own gym I go on Craigslist you guys you can get, get a, a treadmill, treadmill for under a hundred bucks you really can because really? people oh, are trying one? to get them out they, of their house exactly because they've been yeah, hanging they've clothes, been hanging on, them clothes on them for five years you can under a hundred dollars you can electric ones not those old manuals. No, you remember can. Them? You can find a good, good one. ones. Oh my god! Because everybody's no moving joke. into the other types of. There's so many different types. The elliptical. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. treadmills, the old school. Yeah. Thing, I love so. a treadmill. I love a treadmill. Yeah. Me too. I, I'm gonna have to pick me up one on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, treadmill. Now you mentioned your brother's dog. And you mentioned your brother. I heard you say that your brother legally changed his last to name the to the symbol. symbol, the Prince the symbol. Prince symbol. Now he's a big Prince fan. Ooh, he's the biggest Prince fan. He's such a big Prince fan. When when Prince passed away, I was flying to New York, and as soon as I landed, I was like, well, I got to get back on the yes. plane and fly back because I just you know oh, I, not no. that he would hurt himself but I knew that he would need yes. someone comfort. some comfort because is he out here in Los Angeles he's in LA yeah. all of us are now <clears throat> out in LA um he just under, he's he understands him he understood yeah. him and he felt like Prince spoke to some of the things that were in his mind Absolutely. and he just I don't know he just connected with him so and by default you are you you also are a big I Prince am fan. I am it was a, it was like a dueling MJ Prince thing really? in the house <laughs> I was really big Jacksons and yeah. Michael uh-huh. Jackson and he was Prince so we each have a ridiculous understanding of the other one's favorites. Ah. So I know more about Prince than most dedicated Prince fans yeah. because he's my brother. Do oh. you know what the B side of the 45 to what uh, when, when Doves, Doves cry. cry is? The um, the, the 45 is it of, electric blue? Nope. 
No. Wait, no, no. Give me, give me a second. Okay, this is the forty-five. Okay. Of when doves cried, it was the B side, and it was a smash. It wasn't. Oh, oh, um, um, um. Was it Let's Go Crazy? No, it was 17 Days. Oh, I love 17 Days. Me too. That's yeah, a yes. good one. Oh, I love 17 seven, Days. Yes. You know what my favorite Prince song is? What is what? it? Pop Life. Oh, I love Pop Life. And you know why? Do, yeah, why, why do you love it? Because the I, lyrics. I love, no, no, yeah, the lyrics. The whole idea, did somebody put, did, are you, did a mailman jerk you around? Uh-huh. Did he put your million dollar check in somebody else's box? Uh-huh. It literally makes you think about, what am I crying about? What yeah. am I whining yeah. about? Yeah. Don't you know straight hair ain't got no curl? Uh-huh. I love Come Pop on. Life, but I got to tell you, I have a gripe with Pop Life. What's your gripe? And I've been, I was griping about Pop Life last What's week. What's your gripe about Pop Life? Well, <laughs> when it breaks down in the middle yeah. and it does that um, weird breakdown and then it it fades back up yeah. into the melody. I think the fade should be sooner. I think it should be a uh, faster fade. I think it, it's just the they song. They take too long in the they breakdown. They take too long in I'll the breakdown. It. I'll allow it. Yes, okay. Yeah, I will. I do feel, I agree. I'm with you because yeah. you're in your groove yep. and I see we're going to take a break yep. but we got to get back to the groove. And Love it's a it. weird break. It, it is a weird, weird break. And it's I do appreciate break. that break because it reminds me of Sly and the Family Stone yes, who yes, was a yes, yes. big influence on yeah. Prince. So what is your favorite Prince I, I'm so embarrassed to say because I'm not artsy in any way. Darling Nikki's my favorite. Darling she did say Nikki. that earlier. Yeah. Yes. She did say that but earlier. But the, the Purple Rain soundtrack really it was good. changed my life. Yeah. yeah. At that point in my life. Yeah. That was when I was really Huge. into voguing and into the houses. Yeah. yeah. Prince was like, Everything. Everything. Yeah. And yeah. Darling Nikki was like dirty, but it was also yeah. sexy yeah. and beautiful. Beautiful one. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Beautiful Ooh. one. Yeah. It's, it's that whole. There are other albums, obviously. I love. Yeah. I've seen them in eight eight times in concert. Oh, bless but beautiful one and darling Nikki. Would, I got. Yeah. I got to add one more. Uh, Money don't matter tonight. It's kind of in the pop life. Was band. that on? Uh, which what album is I that? I think that was on Graffiti Prince. Oh, I don't. It was. Know it that was one. in the. It was in the late eighties. The whole point of the song is it's everyone talking about all the things they're trying to do to get money, and the chorus is like, "Money don't matter tonight. It sure didn't matter yesterday. Uh-huh. Just when you think you got more than enough, that's when it all up and flies away." See, that's you why, like the lyrics. I yeah, like the no, songs that no, made I me feel like a song, whore. No, Mm-hmm, wow, Yvette. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why you'll find out that you're better off making sure your soul's all right. Because yes. yes. money didn't matter yesterday, yeah. and it showed it matter tonight. Yeah. Well, you know, th- that's also coming from someone who has money. And, you know, when you... When <laughs> no, I loved it when I was in East Cleveland poor. Yeah, okay, I did. Okay. I did. Because you had because, hopes. No, because the thing is, it's not about how much you have. It's right. the fact that there's always somebody doing worse. Yeah. And you can either focus on what you don't have, or you can focus on what you do have. You're and that's what right. it's about. The thing is, that uh, uh, intellectually, I think we all get that. But emotionally... Yeah. There's a part of us that can't understand <clears throat> that 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 way of thinking yeah. until we actually have, have it, it. You know, right? Did, wasn't it Jim Carrey that said he hopes that one day everyone can be rich and famous so that he realized it's not so they can right. realize yes. it's not the yeah. answer? Yeah. Well, and it's what happens with mm-hmm. that. And, and you talked about uh, health earlier. Is that yeah. once you don't have your health, Ooh, that's when you really know. You really know how nice health is. That's right. Because it health <laughs> is buy health. You, you can't cannot buy, it. buy health. Really health. Is everything. Health it really is. is. It really is. It really it is. is. And I know everyone can understand that intellectually, but emotionally, if you can own that emotionally, that is when you yeah. really get it. Now, um, uh, earlier you also, well, first of all, you talked about Michael Jackson. Yeah. What's, um, what's your favorite Michael songs? Let me tell you mine first. Do, yeah, tell me yours first. Okay. First would be um, Smooth Criminal. Come on now. Then uh, uh, Just Another Part of Me. Yes! And then I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the this Wyclef remix of Blood on the Dance Floor or okay. or okay. um okay. black the the CNC Music Factory remix black of white. Black or White. Nice. Those are mine. So you're more dance a dance Yes. One. I love Little Michael Jackson's With the Child's Heart. Oh, I love which that. Which is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Yeah. I also love Off the Wall. I think that that whole album is amazing. It's my but that album. song yeah. with, in mine of Michael's too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that song is my favorite on that album and he had a thousand songs I loved on that album. Yeah. And then um Baby Be Mine. Oh, from yeah. the Thriller album. Yeah. Like, I'm a B-cut kind of girl. Uh-huh. Like, I'd like to dig in and find something yeah, that people don't know. Do. I really do, because I feel like Michael or Prince is singing right to me. Nobody know this song but me and Prince. It's me and Prince. Listen, the money don't matter. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more in just a second. Hello from London, baby dolls. And you know what we're here to talk about? We're here to talk about Squarespace, our favorite website producer in the world. You know how we feel because making a website has to be easy, at least for Rue and I to do it. And this is the easiest it's ever been. 
Squarespace. You can make your own gorgeous websites in minutes using their beautiful templates for you to choose from. You can pick the one you love. It's very easy. Their drag and drop platform. It's so easy. And we get what we love most of all, the most fabulous emails. And of course, you can send yours in to RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com about your Squarespace websites. And we share them out with our fabulous listeners. And by the way, it's a brand new year. Thank you so much for loving our website. What's the Tea's been going for over four years because of you. And we love you for that. Anyway, I've got a great email here. Hi, Rue and Michelle from London. Hey, I'm here too. I love What's the Tea and I'm writing from another podcast, albeit a much smaller one. I'm working by myself to create a podcast about queer history. So you can imagine how much Squarespace has helped me out as I'm doing everything by myself and I needed an easy and inexpensive way to create a podcast website. The podcast is called Queer Margins and it's at queermargins.com. Oh, this sounds great. The podcast is all about talking to members of the LG LGBTQIA plus community who are rarely heard from. Oh, this is brilliant. And the first series is available in all about older queer people, and it's called Old Queens. Are you talking about us? Squarespace has been a lifesaver and has been key to creating the podcast. So thank you so much. Also, I saw you and everybody's talking about Jamie Michelle. Amazing. And seeing Michelle Vogue in real life, dream come true. Thanks. Bye. That's from Reese T. Matthews, QueerMargins.com. And you guys can get your own Squarespace website up and ready to go. Get a free trial with no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com and when you're blown away and ready to confirm a plan, use the offer code RU to get 10% off. Thanks again to Squarespace and keep sending in your websites to RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com. That's squarespace.com, offer code we are RU. Back. We love Michelle you, Squarespace. Say her name, three names. Yvette Nicole Brown. <laughs> Yvette Nicole Brown. Yvette, Yvette Nicole We're talking Cleveland about, Brown. Yes. yes. We're talking about Michelle's nails, which she's saying they're is navy. a dark They're navy a little blue. denim. They're, they're a little navy denim. metallic. A denim gunmetal. see that. They, they look gunmetal. It depends. See, up on black. Yeah, are you a nail girl? Do you do nails? I I wish I was. Yeah. I um I use my hands too much, so I just stay short and yeah and neutral. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but I, I want to be the girl that's into nails. It's it's a lot. It's a, you saw the nails I was wearing earlier. I did. They what they do is they put this really strong tape yeah. on them. Yeah, like little tabs. You got a great nail bed though. I you got a great nail bed. This is the thing is that I've been working on this show for yeah. so much, and then on weekends I go and record my album, and yeah. then I do other jobs. I've been able to go to the nail salon. Luckily, you don't have to because they look good. They well, look thank you very good. much. Thank you. But um, I, I don't like having any nails. So mm. uh, I like to chop them off. But yeah. on the TV show. You just press them on. Uh, press them on. Why not? Yeah, it's yeah. fabulous. Now, yeah. what is when you started making money in show business, what's yeah. the, what, what was your biggest indulgence? What was your and you and that you that you got with you thought, oh, my goodness, I'm really going crazy here with this thing. I this think is, I brought I bought a Louis Vuitton uh, speedy bag. What's a speedy Ooh, bag? The speedy's like the little duffel. It's uh-huh. like the, the one that if everybody, the regular one. Yeah, the one everybody like if somebody's yeah. gonna have a Louis Vuitton, it's probably yeah. the first one, one that they the buy. The one that yeah. you do this, I know what do you this. Mean. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and I felt like that was arriving. Uh-huh. That is, you know right, what I mean? Like, yeah. right? Because I remember when I was in high school, people had fake ones. Like they uh-huh. twenty five dollars in the alley, <laughs> and it, the suede is kind of off the colors. Now, because, yeah, though, they had like suede on the inside. I was like, Louis don't have suede. And so I was like, when I make it, you know, because it's all about getting stuff that when you were a kid you couldn't have status like, symbols, status symbols yeah. from when you were a kid. So I think yeah. that was the first big purchase. It was like $525. And uh-huh. I was like, as soon as my rent is due and I don't have rent, I'm going to think about this bag. <laughs> I used to always think like that. Do you still, still have do. it? I still have it. Yeah. Do you have carry it? it? Yeah, I think I carried it like three times because I was like, I want to keep it nice. So it's probably still in the dust bag like in my closet. No, you got to carry yeah. it. I can't, I'm the worst with that. I'll buy something uh, just to be like, I have it. And no. Then, no, no. And I say this all the time. If you have bath bombs, put them the in, hey, take the bath. Yes. If you have have fragrances or candles put them on all the time even if it's only for you and we talked about earlier that health is wealth also you know understanding how valuable you are to yourself yourself is so now you took that 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 leap when you found out that you had type 2 diabetes and you thought i gotta take care of myself myself, yeah you take care of everybody else and i do i take care of everybody yeah yeah now you mentioned your father had Mm -hmm. some dementia dementia, and what do you do for that how do you is there anything you could do to prevent Vented? What well, have you learned it's, about it's, it? It's really like your there's like calcium or some kind of deposits that happen in your brain synapses. So your brain is trying to make the connection. It's got, just got some deposits that it can't do it. Mm-hmm. So there's been lots of talk about well, you got to eat this, and if you 
I don't know how much of it is true or not. Usually by the time the person has it, it's mm-hmm. years that they've done something they shouldn't yeah. have and done. And linking diabetes. To, right, yeah. exactly, because it's all the deposits and inflammation mm-hmm. and all that. And then my granddad passed of Alzheimer's, so it's hereditary too. Oh, mm-hmm. dear. So um, my dad is not technically Alzheimer's, and I'm hoping it never becomes that because it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. So is it just dementia? Yeah, dementia is just regular memory loss. Like everybody has it yes. at a certain age. You just yes. forget where your keys are, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, my dad was diagnosed with it because they do like a cognitive test and they're like, mm-hmm. if you can't, it's something, th- it's things like they'll tell you five things like tree, mm-hmm. uh, boomerang, mic stand. And then five minutes later, they'll say, name those three, those five things. Right. And if they, and they grade you. So if you get three out of five, maybe you're here on the scale. If you can't get any of them, maybe you're here. Yeah. And then they ask you things like draw a clock. And it's little things that you just start to forget how to do. Yeah. And they and they check it. But like, you were suspicious, obviously, to I get him tested. I was suspicious because he was in Ohio and he was a janitor. He grad, he um he retired as a custodian at a middle school. Oh. And he was they would bring in the, the trash cans after lunch every day, bring them mm-hmm. in. And he was the head custodian and he ended up talking to someone like, you, John, you didn't bring the trash cans yeah. in. And John was like, I wasn't supposed to do it. You were. And she said, no, it was you. They checked the cameras and my dad had gone out and brought him had brought him in and didn't remember that he brought him in. Oh. I see. And it, and he he noticed like yeah. that's not good. And that yeah. wasn't like him because he was always Johnny on the spot with mm-hmm. everything. Um, so, and then I would call him sometimes and I would ask him questions and he couldn't remember where he would come. I was in Cleveland and he was coming to visit me at my aunt Mickey's house. I mentioned her earlier. Mm-hmm. He's come to Mickey's house 5 million times mm-hmm. and he got lost coming to Mickey's house right. yep. and he right. was on some street and I'm like, Danny, what are you doing on Torkelson? Tor- you, that's yeah. not. And so I was like, something's not right. And then when your hero is yeah. not right, it's like, what? So it was, it's almost like he's my baby now. Like I went, mm-hmm. I grabbed him up. I'm responsible for making sure he eats. Mm-hmm. I make sure that he's okay. I make How's sure he, he has doing? He's doing great. Aww. And he's such a sweetheart. Like he's mm-hmm. like the loveliest man. And, mm-hmm. you know, I tell people it's very tough because I don't have kids. I've never been a caretaker at this level. Mm-hmm. Keeping responsible for keeping somebody alive mm-hmm. is big. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that I get to walk this journey with him. And I'm glad that I'm now the keeper of his memory. So Aww. that's the way I look at it. Yeah. I, we, we experience things and he may not remember. And I go, daddy, no, last week we went here mm-hmm. and we saw this movie and so I'm like protecting his memories and, yeah. and doling them out when he needs them. That's yeah. I look at do, it. Do, do you take medication for that? Does he that does. He's yeah. on, there's, there's two main medications <clears throat> and he's at the top dosage for each. So we, we've now maxed out what we can do. What about mm-hmm. CBD and stuff like that? Can you I've use? heard, I've heard that's mm-hmm. great too. Like I'm now starting to just research everything. Good, like I started good. with the doctor and the medication and now Especially knowing that we've reached the top of what we I can mm-hmm. do or what the medication can do, now I'm like, well, let's see what That's else it. We, yeah. we can do to get mm-hmm. you know to make sure that he has a good quality of life. Wow, oh, you're beautiful. Now, um, now you. tell me this. Now you're an actor in Hollywood, USA, yes. and w- what do you do? <laughs> uh, you know, we know a lot of people who are who are actors yeah. here and there, and we also know that the key here is to develop your own projects. Yes. Now, uh, when I do you have hers. time? I got hers. What's what is you got one for me? Because you know we talk about it all the time. Yeah, and Rue is really good at picking out people, biopics Mm, and stuff. mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. no Carter. Ooh, that would be nice. That would be great. It's an incredible. It is an incredible story. story. And you're a singer. Yeah, singer. Yeah. Yeah. Are you developing things for yourself? You know, I'm just starting to. This is the first season that I don't have a, uh, a network show. I've been mm-hmm. on network for nine years. So it's the wow. first time I'm kind of like, oh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. But I kind of like it. I kind of like that I'm picking. Like, I wouldn't be able to be here with you right now. Right. If I was on a show, I'd be yeah. back at work. Yeah. So I'm kind of enjoying seeing what I, how, where the wind blows and deciding what I want to do. Sure. You know, um, so I'm, I'm kind of open, but I do want to start thinking about it. You know, I really you, need to start thinking about you it. you got to think about it, and mm-hmm. you've got to be able to see yourself outside of yourself the way the public could see you. And yeah. we've talked about this on the judges panel when yeah. we talked to the kids who are in this competition and how to see yourself. And a lot, a lot of times it takes a lifetime yeah. for people to yeah. understand that, or or they never get it. Right. You know? Right. But it's about developing those projects. Yeah. Do you want to direct? Do you want to? You know, I actually think I would love to direct. Stage work? I, I have done stage work. I but I love when I did the Odd Couple. Gary Marshall was the was the creator uh-huh. of the original um, television version of the Odd Couple, and he was one of our executive producers. So he would come on set, and he's like, you know, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, yeah. like he's history, pretty woman, pretty woman. I mean, and I would just like sit at his feet and learn what I could from him. And mm-hmm. one day we were on set and. That we were trying to figure out how to do something that was somebody had to have a wardrobe change and it was a, a hot mess mm-hmm. and I said well how about we do blah 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 I don't even remember what I said mm-hmm. and he came and took me aside and said 
you need to direct. Yeah. You're a director. Yeah. And I was like, you know, from him? Yeah. That's like what? Absolutely. So that made me start thinking about it because my my issue is always a worthiness issue because, again, I, I don't really dream big. I dream just enough, like one commercial. Yeah. Like even what I was telling you, like I've been asked to do your show for a few years yeah. and I've always said no because uh. I don't feel worthy. Oh like my it's because you guys are so just, ah, uh, uh. you're just all of it. And I wanted to make sure, like, what do I wear to be with yeah. Rue? And what, yeah. do I, what do I say to these wonderful queens? Like I've never been able to figure out where I would fit. And then this year when you guys asked, I was like, I want to be with RuPaul mm-hmm. and I need to get over whatever's happening yeah. in here that makes me think that I can't do it. They, yeah. They've you asked me, right they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been lovely. Everybody's been so mm-hmm. lovely. So I think it's kind of just getting over that leap of saying I can do it too because I love encouraging other people. Yeah. But for some reason I don't sit back and go, well, if that you could direct, yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. So I need to probably do start doing it for myself. Do you have a picture of yourself as a seven-year-old? I do. I, the key is having that picture out and about and and looking at it every and day. Remembering what she and wanted. And say, and because you're mm-hmm. the caregiver for that little girl. Right. That's she's still in there, yeah. That, she's still in This That's the key for you to take that next right. leap of faith and, right. and to understand that you're taking care of her. She deserves to be on RuPaul Drag yeah, she Race. Does. She sure does. She would love it. Directing yeah. movies and yeah. TV shows and everything. Yeah. It's important. You know, um, you talk about health yeah. is wealth. That kind of healthy attitude toward the little girl, the little boy who lives yeah. inside of you and yeah. the people listening, so important. It's it so good. So That's good important. advice. That's good advice. You know, it's interesting. I think a lot of people live their lives uh, thinking that same way that, that yeah. you were thinking. Yeah. It's different now. It's shifted. I'm here. You're here. This, this is a turning point for me. It is that a turning I'm here. point. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's really big. Yeah. It really is. And yeah. you needed some encouragement to somebody else to say, oh, yeah, it's yeah. time. Gary Marshall didn't said it. Yeah. Uh, RuPaul didn't said, said it. RuPaul said it. And yes. you know God said it a long yeah. time ago. Ooh, That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come on, I had church twice today. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I love it. Well, um, and the three names. Yvette and I, Nicole Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Yvette Nicole Brown, you are a joy to talk oh, to. I don't know why I have trouble saying three names. I'm I'm those people who I I, I can get the first and then yeah. I'll stumble at the end and I'll go, no, it's it's this other yeah. thing. And then so I'll just. It's a lot. People ask you to remember three. It just takes a lot. And also, I think because Nicole Brown is in there, I think people yes. want to grab Nicole Brown because yeah. of. Yes. Of course. May the, she rest in peace. Yes. Right. right. So they kind of drop Yvette off and just say Nicole Brown, which is fine. It's my name, too. It yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. You are a joy to talk to. Uh, I am looking so forward to seeing all of your your directorial debut uh, and all of the stuff that you're going to be Thank doing. You. I just am in love with you. I need you to know that I have loved you, I feel like, forever. You have forever been, like, before there was a Beyonce, even before there was a Janet Jackson, like, you were the epitome of what beauty was oh, so it is such kind. an honor to just be with you and michelle same lovely i'm pretty sure she said you're older than jan that Jackson. did not i'm just saying it's just <laughs> this and the this and yes the, the everything is and you're just as lovely and you're a lovely thank you lovely. so thank much you, thank you so much thank you Annie. well michelle until yes. next time my dear yes bye, bye. can i get an amen Love yourself. How in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.